0: Hello and good morning. Welcome to the Father and Son Grace and Truth Podcast. <laughs> my name is Andrew and I am the son and I'm here with my father, Bart. How you doing, Dad?
1: I'm doing great, Andrew, and today I am very excited about this episode. Um, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. I love to talk about this stuff
0: this started this idea started really when this pandemic really started happening and um you know when i f- truly started pursuing god i was like okay i gave my life over to god but but what do i do now yeah so that's basically what this series is about and we hope it's a tool for you to get something out of it but also share with one of your A friends or family member who recently started diving into um, their faith and figuring out what it is. So yeah, I'm excited about this.
1: Excellent. That's great. So uh, thanks for that, Andrew. That's a good intro. Um, So let's first of all, to kick things off, we need to talk about a key question. That is, before you can follow Christ, you have to become a Christian. And yep. How exactly does that happen? What do you mm-hmm. think, Andrew?
0: Yeah. So I think um, I think sometimes it's good to talk about what it's not, and then what it is. Good. So what what being a Christian is not going to church a few Sundays out of the year and reading your Bible here and there, and it's not this. Oh yeah, I'm I'm a Christian because I do X, Y, and Z, cross off these boxes. What being a Christian is, it's a relationship with God first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And how you get that relationship with God is you um, ask him into your heart. You confess your sins. You confess that he is Lord. And um, it's just that initial prayer and you get the gift of the Holy Spirit.
1: Mm -hmm. That's very good. It's very good. Mm -hmm. You know, um, this is an issue that people, I think, make far more complicated than it needs to be. Yes. Um, You just trust Christ. Yep. You just say, my life is in your hands. Do with it what you want to do. It's Mm -hmm. It's the realization that your life is no longer your own and you're transferring it joyfully, freely to Jesus. And everyone is going to do that differently. There are no magic words. There are no (laughs) magic steps. It is simply as one of my favorite author, Tozer, describes it. It is the gaze of your soul. In other words, what do you look to? Mm-hmm. That is all it is.
0: When you're yeah. not a Christian, you
1: look to something else. You look to your job, to your money, to your ideas, to your fame, to whatever, to pleasure. When you're a Christian, you look to Christ. Yeah. Your soul's gaze is set on him. Um, the other night I became a Christian, it was strange night i heard the gospel at a bible study went back to my tent when i was living in yosemite national park the leader of the bible study had given me a bunch of books to read and i was looking through some and reading through some and about an hour i had done that and i just i just knew it was true and i didn't feel happy i didn't feel joyful i kind of actually felt trapped i was like Mm -hmm. okay um uh this is true. I really, I didn't even think that I could deny it because then I just destroy myself, and that seemed silly.
0: Yeah. I remember
1: sort of leaning back against the pillows on my bed and saying, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what yep. that meant was, I believe my soul mm-hmm. gaze is no longer set on me, it is mm-hmm. set on Christ. And that yeah. was my moment of salvation. And that is all that is necessary, the gaze of your soul, your faith, your trust. Um, remember when we talked about the man on the cross, yep. so important. Yep. He never went to a church, he was never a church member, he never read his Bible, he was never baptized. He never did anything but the gaze of his soul, Lord, remember me today. When you come into your kingdom, yep. remember me, uh, my gaze is now on you. And that's such an amazing and beautiful thing. Cause every person will tell a different story, but it's the yep. same thing. Yeah. Are we tracking?
0: We are tracking, though. That was, I love how you broke that down. That was great. And, uh, yeah, I think sometimes we complicate it too much, and um, and it's really God made it easy yes. <laughs> for a yeah. reason.
1: Remember Abraham. He just yep. walked in the promised land and believed in God. The gates yep. of his soul was on God. And that's, uh, yep. that is what being a Christian is. So okay you become a christian the Mm gates of your soul your faith your trust is placed upon christ and i love Mm -hmm. this language in john 3 where jesus says to nicodemus you must be born again Mm -hmm. we're in such a messed up state that the only way jesus could describe salvation is you have to be completely reborn you just have to do this all over again you have to be completely remade Mm -hmm. and so that that begs the question into what so i have a question for you andrew and this is the question i ask this question often and its answer is just always fraught or full of further conversation but here it is andrew as Mm -hmm. a christian Are you, as a believer in Christ, a born-again believer, a sinner who sometimes acts like a saint, or are you a saint who sometimes acts like a sinner?
0: So this is a great question. You know, I've um, I've heard this a few times and thought about it. And um, to be completely honest, from my perspective, I felt like the first you know, year, year and a half, two years where I was truly pursuing God um, and confess my faith that I started off being a sinner who acts like a saint. But then as time went on and I learned um, all the different things, like I started to really apply my faith and believe and live out my faith. Mm-hmm. I can say that now I feel like I'm a saint who acts or who sometimes acts like a sinner okay. as opposed to being a sinner who sometimes acts like a saint. And it it's just my perspective is sometimes it takes time and that time frame is different for everyone because everyone's journey is different, mm-hmm. but to kind of transform that. Um Because just as you're saying, being reborn again, you know, when you're when you're first born, you don't know how to walk. Sometimes it takes or it takes time to learn how to walk. So that's that's kind of my perspective of it.
1: That's a great answer. It's a great answer. Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. When you hear this word saint, what comes what pops into your mind?
0: So when I hear the word saint is um, someone who's holy. Mm -hmm. So someone who, um, like when you hear saint, you think of someone who's living like a good life, they would say, you know. So just someone who's really following God and is holy inside and out. Mm -hmm. So, And someone who doesn't struggle with, well, no, not yeah. That that's my answer. Good. Good. Just somebody's only living the life for you.
1: good. Well, for me, there is yep. the uh, the New Orleans Saints, yeah, football team. It yep. doesn't help me much because I'm not a football player. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be a saint in that sense. And yeah. I think for most people, the word "saint" has kind of a And then usual or abnormal sense. Yeah. That a saint is kind of a weird person. That they're unusual. They're super committed. Um, They're not normal people. Yep. And and that sort of has to just be blown up. That whole idea has got to be blown up. Because there is nothing more normal than sainthood for the believer. Because what you said, you talked about how a saint is someone who lived a holy life, right? Yep. A holiness, what does it mean to be holy?
0: It's a good question.
1: Take a stab at it.
0: To be holy, um, be one with God.
1: Good. The Old Testament's use of holy is the idea of set apart. Okay. In other words, you know, this this cup is going to be in the temple, so it's holy. It's going to be set apart to used for God. This place is holy because it's set apart to be used for God. So holy Mm -hmm. is the idea that you are dedicated, set apart to God. So being a saint goes back to the gaze of your soul is that you are dedicated to God. That's all it means
0: to Mm -hmm. be a saint
1: says you recognize that God is what you want and that you are dedicated to God, that he is your highest love, your greatest truth. A saint who recognizes hmm. that they are dedicated to and want God more than anything else in the world.
0: I like it. Go ahead. Yeah, it's a good Go definition. Ahead. No, it's a great definition. And, uh, you know, I think that sometimes we just say these words and, you know, honestly, I just don't even know what they mean. I just know they're very, like, churchy words, yeah, you know. Absolutely. So no. I love that breakdown yeah. of it.
1: And Andrew, I got to say, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, if I could say this, this is really important. I could say that in every podcast, but if you say that in yeah. every podcast, then nothing is important, but this yeah. matters. Mm-hmm. If you can say I am a saint who sometimes acts like a sinner, you have just made a huge, huge step in the right direction. Because if mm-hmm. you say to yourself, let's first think of this negatively. If you say, oh, mm-hmm. no, I'm a sinner who sometimes acts like a saint. Yep. You, you are powerless against sin. If you believe that. Yeah. Now let me walk you through how this works. And I vividly remember when I was thinking through these issues, it was mid 1990s ish and there was a movie out called showgirls and uh showgirls was a triple x movie about um dancers in new orleans i believe or los angeles las vegas and it was yet another attempt by the mainstream media to normalize pornography which they've been extremely Mm -hmm. successful at doing but uh, it was very interesting at our church you walked out the door and there was an L stop, a, a train stop, right across the street. A big billboard. They put a showgirl's ad up there, and it was like this curtain, and this woman was sticking her her leg out of it. And the tagline said, "Leave your inhibitions at the door." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Bam! That's how that's how sin gets you. Sin yeah. gets you by saying." I know what you really want. You don't really want all this goody two shoes stuff. That's not what you want. You you want to fool around with more women. And you know what? Tell the truth. It's kind of fun to lie. Huh? And Mm -hmm. isn't stealing really a thrill? Isn't it really a blast to do that? Now, we're, we're not going to tell anybody, but come with us because we know what you really want. And Andrew, if you believe you're a sinner, you're powerless mm-hmm. against that. You're powerless yeah. against it. Yeah. Just, you'll say, you're right. This this goodness, this holiness, this is not me. This is just a game. You know, something you my know, parents made me do, you know. You know, I just do it to, you know, to make other people happy. I want mm-hmm. to leave my inhibitions at the door and go there.
0: And, yep, and and guys, I think one of the the biggest ways the enemy wins is right there is convincing you that this is better. And I think you know one of the biggest ways the enemy wins this battle is living a life of isolation. So, you know we're not perfect, and you know we're gonna sin, and we're gonna do, you know, things that just like Paul said. I don't know why we'll I'm try. doing yes,
1: what I'm we'll doing. Get to that in two weeks.
0: And, yeah, and of of course that's you know that's gonna happen. But this is where. If you have a relationship to God, you either turn to him or you keep dealing it with it on your own. And sometimes turning to him is just talking to a dear friend, someone who can mm, lead you in the right direction and tell you you're screwing up, you know. So I just that that is a dangerous, dangerous place yeah, to be in, yeah. you know.
1: Now, let's let me. Go a little bit to Romans 7, because you mentioned that. I think it's very important that we go there, because what Paul says there is so instructive. Paul in Mm -hmm. Romans 7 is failing dismally. And he's failing because he keeps getting knocked on the head by perfection. The law says don't Mm -hmm. do something, but he can't perfectly do it, so he feels bad we'll talk about mm-hmm. that in more detail when we talk about failure and discipleship. But what I want to focus on now is that Paul even then says, in my inmost heart, I delight in the law of God. Mm-hmm. He knows, let me finish this, this is so important. He knows that what he wants is what is pure and right and good. He wants that. And so even in his darkest failure, He still sees his gaze is drawn to God and to what is good and holy and pure. You were going to say?
0: No, that's good. Yeah. So for someone who, um, you know, is new to their faith and maybe not have has read the Bible or know about Paul, give a little context to Paul and why that's important and more powerful coming from Paul. Yes.
1: Yeah, Paul was. Well, I'm arguably the most influential man in the world except for jesus he wrote uh you know a vast amount of our new testament he's revered as a great saint in the classic uncommon way um but everyone looks up to paul i mean paul's mm-hmm. an astonishing and godly man who was passionate passionately in love with god and wholly completely Dedicated to God's purposes.
0: Yeah, and the amazing part about Paul is that he started off actually killing Christians. So that's that's why I think his story is so powerful. is yes, he started
1: a off, point good, good
0: killing, but but then uh, yeah, he ended up writing a lot of chapters that's in right. the New Testament. But Classic. yes, back on track.
1: Classic example. <laughs> of a sinner who becomes a saint a sinner who becomes a saint so another way to look at what i'm saying here is that salvation is more than forgiveness of sins and Mm -hmm. i'm not in any way belittling or making the idea of forgiveness is small or irrelevant it is not the son of god died for us to be forgiven for us to be declared righteous before God, for us to be justified. All that stuff is wonderful and true. And most Christians, I think, get that, that Jesus died so that they could be forgiven. But I want to go on to emphasize that salvation is also transformation, that you stop being a sinner and are born again to being a saint, a child of God. So let me just run through some verses that I think teach this. Um, 1 John 3, 1, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And then he kind of stops for a second and then says, and that is what we really are. That's mind-blowing. We could go mm-hmm. from being sinners who are condemned by God, worthy citizens of eternal hell, to being wholly loved children of God who bear his image through the Spirit's transformation. Amazing. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Isn't that amazing? The that's old awesome. is gone. The new has come. So are we tracking so far, Andrew?
0: Yeah, that's great. And one of my favorite ones that talk about everything we've been talking about is Romans 12, 2. And that says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Be, be transformed by the renewing yeah. of your mind, that's right. And so it's it's that transformation mm-hmm. again, and renewing your mind. That's not just saying like, oh, you you could still sin. You say you're a Christian. That is a renewal. Beautiful. You that's know? a great verse. That's right.
1: That's right. And that brings me this up. This this final question. Because sometimes when mm-hmm. I teach this and I talk to people about it, they go. Hey, Martin, I'm, you know, I can't buy this because, you know, Christianity is supposed to be hard. You're supposed to fight yourself. I mean, Jesus told us to take up our cross. So how does that work? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. What is the conflict in the Christian life that deserves the label carrying your cross? It's good to know what that is and what it is not. First, I want you to see that Jesus said in Matthew 11, this is one of my favorite verses. He says, take my yoke, take up my yoke and follow me. And then he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says to his disciples in one place, following me is easy. <laughs> following me is yeah. light yeah and then on another place he says take up your cross daily so jesus says jesus says to us there's a part of following me that is is so simple it's beautiful it's light, mm-hmm. and there's a part of me that's hard here is what i think he's saying do Do tree branches strive to be tree branches? Do tree branches get up in the morning and say, Oh man, I really need to hang on to this tree. I got to hang on to this tree. I got to remember every second to hang on to this trunk or I'm going to fall off. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) That's tree branches are just what they are. They're Mm -hmm. doing what they were made to do. It would be strange um, for a tree branch to say, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, it would be easy. They're made to do that. That's what a believer's life with Christ is. That's how it's easy and light. I am a saint, I am a recreated saint. When I do what is good, when I speak truth, when I love people the way I should love them. I'm just being who I really am. Christianity is the journey to become who you really are. But Mm. when I went affected this transformation from being a sinner to a saint, there's all that sinner. I lived like a sinner for 22 years. I, I yeah. had bad speech patterns. I had lots of bad habits. I I felt horrible, terrible things. I thought horrible things. I did despicable things. And some of that still sort of loiters in your soul. And you have to say no to that. You have to say, I'm mm-hmm. not going to live that way anymore. I'm not going to do that stuff. That's not, this is the key. Yeah. That's not who I am. But sometimes that's extremely hard to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions when you become a Christian, you don't get those thoughts and, you know, life gets easy in terms of not having those battles, but the enemy attacks people who are, (laughs) um, against him more than, you know, just people who aren't going to do much for the spiritual kingdom. Um and so I think that's something that I battle with a lot of like why do I still have these thoughts like god I'm living my life for you and you know he gives us a free um free mind for a reason and uh it's you know it's our choice to say Nope, I'm not that person anymore.
1: And Andrew, so. this is such a beautiful thing. And this is also why you need to be in community. I have seen you grow so much in the last few years. You may not mm-hmm. think that you're really different, but you are. <laughs>
0: yeah. You are. Mm-hmm. The yeah. decisions
1: you're making, the way you live your life is completely different than it was several years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, take be encouraged yeah Um, i remember one time i was about five years into my christian life i was actually in seminary at the time and i mean i was doing fine i just felt like you know christianity really wasn't helping me that much it really wasn't changing me that much i just kind of malaise Mm -hmm. it was kind of boring And I went out to my mailbox one day and I got a package and what that was inside that package was a book. And that book was my journal from the Pacific Crest Trail, right before I became a Christian. I had finished in a complete journal book. Um, Some guy had come up to meet us and, you know, made us some hamburgers and, and I asked him, would you take this book back and I'll come and get it, you know, when, uh, when I'm done. And he gave me a new and mm-hmm. I went on and I just of course forgot about it it wasn't important but that guy found out where I lived and sent me that book because he thought I would want it and so I sat down I still can see this in my mind's eye I sat down and read that book and I was like who is this guy He this is a creep yeah. this, ah, that, that's not yeah. me do you get that
0: explain it I, you I, don't I get notice it yes.
1: how much you've been changed you don't really yep. see it do you notice the tree branches yep. grow every day Yeah, trees know nope. become mm-hmm. massive things and i'm so thankful to god for that yeah because what god provided for me was he knew i'd need that at about that time he said here's yeah. a snapshot of the sinner you once were, so that you can see the saint yeah. you now are. So be mm,
0: that's so good.
1: Let me uh, it. sort of draw it to yeah. a close here. And uh, every once in a mm-hmm. while I love hymns. Hymns have a way of speaking great truths and nailing things really well. And thankfully this hymn, uh, Come Thou fountain of Many Blessings, or Every Blessing, has been also modernized in several ways, which I'm glad. But there's this amazing phrase that I think is so perfectly summarizes the conflict and challenge of the Christian life. It goes like this. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. The Mm. the, as the hymnist loves God that's, mm-hmm. that's that, the heart and soul I love God but there, there is this tendency this old man was Paul's language that sort of follows me around and wants to drag me into old ways old living to the ways that are no longer who I am prone to wander Lord I feel it prone to leave the God I love. Now, that get mm-hmm. oh, that's, that's so good. I'm actually saying that, <laughs> and I'm like, that is it. So,
0: Christianity
1: yeah. is a journey to become yes. who you really are. The Andrew mm-hmm. that, that God has made is an Andrew who is is holy and loving and truthful, kind in a special way that only you can be. And that is who you are becoming.
0: That's awesome. I appreciate the kind words and the encouragement. So Andrew,
1: we are the Grace and Truth Podcast. Do you have a word of grace?
0: yeah so for I might have used this in past episodes like I did last oh, week, <laughs> but I think this is important for um people who are tuning in and figuring out this Christianity thing for the first time is that you can't earn grace you can't you can't bargain with God, you can't give him things to get grace he's he died on the cross for your sins. And when he died, he knew you were going to sin and mess up. So you can't out the cross and it's, you can't earn that gift of grace. So just know that it's freely given to you and that God's just waiting for you.
1: Oh, that's good. It's good. Christian, my word of truth to you is that, You know in your deepest soul that only God can satisfy and that only his beauty is sufficient. Nurture, nurture that love for God. Do whatever God, however God has made you to reveal his beauty, whether it's through scripture, through creation, through meditation, through exercise, through running. However you can be drawn to God, Just embrace those things. Seek the beauty of God. That is what you were made to do. All right, Andrew, as we wrap up today, I just have a a sort of an odd question, but here we go. Uh, Listeners, we're seeing in our, our, our analytics that someone is listening to us from Ireland and uh, we don't know who you are. So if you can come to our Facebook page, <laughs> facebook.com backslash FSGT and introduce yourself, let us know how you heard about the Father and Son, Grace and Truth podcast. We would appreciate that because I'm curious. I I have no idea how we got to Ireland. So there you go.
0: Yeah, no. And again, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. If it's your first time, head over to our Facebook page. Again, that's facebook.com backslash FSGT. We post different reviews throughout the week, um, top moments of the week. We do some quizzes and it's a great way to interact with us. And uh, if you have any suggestions for the Facebook page that you want to see, either personally message us or leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks everyone for tuning in this week.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Martin. Welcome back for our review of Following Christ. What is a Christian? This is the first of four episodes, and it is really about the beginnings. How do you become a Christian? Andrew and I talked about this, and um, I suggested that becoming a Christian is simply a matter of the gaze of your soul. We all look to something for salvation, for meaning, for purpose, whatever, however you want to put it, put it. And there is one thing at the top of that gaze. And when you choose to view Christ, to look to him for your salvation and life, you have become a Christian and God's spirit comes to indwell you and to recreate you. Andrew and I then talked about what it meant to be a saint, and I asked him the question, and this is so key. As a Christian, are you a sinner who sometimes acts like a saint? Or are you a saint who sometimes acts like a sinner? Because unless you can say confidently, without pride, and with sort of joy in your heart about God's work in you, that I am a saint who sometimes acts like a sinner you're going to have a very difficult time in the Christian life because sin can so easily tempt you by offering you what you really want. We talked about showgirls with the tagline, leave your inhibitions at the door. So, you know, showgirls says, Hey, just come on in here. We know what you're about. We know what you want and we'll give it to you or we'll make you pay for it. One of the two. Um, And that's not going to work, not nearly as effectively. And as a matter of fact, as time goes by, it just has virtually no effect. Because you know that's not what you want, is that you want God. You love God. And what is good and right and holy, so important. Salvation is more than forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness of sins is certainly wonderful, but it is incomplete. Salvation is also a transformation to an entirely new kind of life. One in which you have been transformed from being a child of darkness and sin to a child of God. And Jesus himself described this as being born again. I described the conflict of the Christian life then by borrowing from the hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, and we talked about this amazing line, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Yep, I do love God, but there still is a tendency in me to wander away from that, though it becomes less and less interesting and less and less satisfying as time goes by. Because uh, only God is God. And that is the beginning of following Christ, what is a Christian. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks.